The left wing backs coverage of the Carlo Hurling Championships for 2023 is brought to you in association with Talbot Fitness, Brendan Cabinet Furniture, Corcoran Precast Tanks, Milano's Takeaway Bidenstown, Connolly's Topline Hardware, PFT Travel, Ray Whelan Limited, Earth Spas, and the Arboretum Lachlan Bridge. Hello folks, welcome along once more to another edition of the Left Wing Back Podcast. We are up and running for the Carlo Club Hurling Championships, as we know on this page. It got off to a baptism of fire, some might say, with the first round results. Some, I suppose, maybe all expected in terms of outcome, but maybe not expected in terms of uh, simplicity of outcomes for sure. Joe Nolan and Steve Barber joining me as always. Gents, good evening, how's things? Good, lad. Right. Yeah, that's good. Well, lads, it's a, it's a fair indictment on how the quarterfinals of the football championship have gone in terms of the All-Ireland when we are sitting here during the Sunday game recording our podcast, uh, which is obviously a hurling one. But they were very underwhelming. Probably not a bad place to start. Um, I didn't really take much enjoyment out of any of the four games, to be honest. Like, the extra time was a bit of drama, I suppose, and the penalties with our man and Monaghan there. Like, but just overall, lads were disappointing enough, weren't they? Yeah, sure. There were, as you said, the penalties with Armand on him just Armand looked at the, the, they've been knocking the door and that's three games of lost on penalties and look, you can say it's a cruel way to go out and it is in fairness and like I suppose the Seminoles have to sack two penalties in the wind up. Look, that that's their roles and you can but um I, I thought it'd be better this year. I thought that they'd be able to get home with Monaghan or Bring sixty-seven thousand of population, and uh, by God, they, they max out on what they have. Uh, like the, Vinnie Corey, Chancey's arm left. Kieran McManus off, brought him on, hits four points, hits two penalties. Like you know, <laughs> left top corner, right top corner. He just stayed kicking him in all day for the win. Till now, he just still stead scoring, and um, the experience won it for him. Actually, he was not Darren. He was other. He was got the. Two other pen- got two penalties as well. Like, and, uh, still a fine margin, still didn't practice penalties, but um, just they're, they're, they're a fair team. Like the, the, they don't get near enough credit. Their their semi final was against Dublin, I think, is it? Kerry and Derry. Yeah. Um, and they're a tiny well, county, Steve. They're tiny, yeah. Like, but just they're they're uh, you know they're eighty five. McEnany hit the equaliser in 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 in, in Craw Park against Kerry. Like, you know that's. That that time, you know, they were they had a decent team. He might won a league or lose a league to the least beat them in the league final in '85. I'm not sure, but they were. Oh, yeah. Even that time, like they had McCarran's father um, was Hughes. on a Nody Hughes. He was a not was he an all star in the backs and forwards? He, he, was, yeah, he was a character. Um, like they're they're we have a small population, but there's not much bigger. Um, there are some other quarter finals like. Kerry, probably, you know, coming to be a form, the forwards that can hit, that can hurt you. Clifford was kept quite enough. Then, like, you know, Spillane was at the edge of him. Spillane hit a couple of points in the first half. One, two from midfield from the Dermot O'Connor. Oh, yeah. The dubs today, then, look, the, they took the bit of, I wouldn't say luck, but, the, you know, the, the Jordan... Uh, 
number 12 was at Flynn. Nine. The ball was allowed right properly, I'd say, by David Goff going with the rules. That they look at it, went to get with him, you know, maybe four or five minutes up at half time. They needed that, I think, because Dublin with Jack McCaffrey and um, uh, Kieran Kilkenny coming off the bench, we want to strengthen the job anyway. Colin Baskell, I was only sent on here, just Colin Baskell has scored bad today so far, makes him a pain, gets 2 2, man the match. You know, just I, I seen him playing Valley Board and St. Lenders and thought like, maybe his chances have gone to. Mm. You know, he was under team to be a rogue and I thought maybe, you know, this lad's chance has gone to to be a starter, but yes, he, he was clinical today and has been decent all year. And Cork and Derry, sure, Derry were going under the radar in the semi-final. Look, they'll need to score more than, what did they get today, 112? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cork missed a chance, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, like Cork had a chance to win, like, I mean... I, I didn't think it was going to be one way of traffic coming into it at the start. Obviously, we're a little bit biased and hoping that they'd be, um, you know, showing a good account. Yeah, they had, they had fair play to the, you know, fair play to the cameraman in Crow Park who's had a spot, Naki Barron and Jack Barron there beside me, Hall Martin. Like, you know, um, the way he's got good seats and whoever they got the tickets. Um, yeah, she looked at the weren't great now. You'd be looking forward to the whole weekend and, you know, the, we were playing junior there this evening and, you know, there was no guilt in, in, in Levin there after 10 minutes in the second half, but on we know well it was the second goal he finished it off and uh, just may all correspond on with there with the re on the Sunday game I seen like with their with their lads going all they had no share, Killian O'Connor, these lads. You know, he'll, he'll need more lads. He, he you know of Hara was he was kind of left home with the dry there thought the first half. Just you know they were yeah, look they're it's hard to be carrying Dublin at the end of the day. And you have to Absolutely. be Dublin probably to win dollar. Dublin brought on some subs like, you know, bring, oh, on, Jesus. bring on Dean Rock with, with just kicking into injury time. He kicks a point or two. You know, incredible incredible bench to have, you know what I mean? They're mm. they're they're not gonna go away as they say. Absolutely yeah. that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think Monaghan, the one thing I'd say on them, I think I put in the group. Jesus, I never saw a team to get to a semi final as under the radar yeah. as Monaghan. Like considering the pressure maybe Corey was under at the start of the year. Um, fair play, you know. I mean, it's a it's a, it's a tall order the next day, but uh, I said it'd be thirty one counties shouting for him at the same time. But anyway, that's yeah. neither here nor there. Uh, just a quick word on um, you mentioned Jordan Flynn there actually crossed my line. His clubmate of his is actually in the house here only an hour or two ago. Brian Howard, who Joe you'll know from your oh, yeah. time with Carolina Miners. Brian is actually kicking with with Cross Malina and uh, starting there for the seniors. He's going. Going fairly all right, and it's one of them mad stories. I was just thinking about right with people that uh, go all different directions in life, whatever be it, or go to Mayo, or go to Mexico, or go to fucking Australia, wherever they end up, right? But like, it's just gas because if you're thinking about 10, 20 years ago, like Jesus, the last place you think you'd end up is in Cross Malina playing for the same club as Kieran McDonald, like, and it's just magic, yeah, isn't it? There's connections everywhere, like. Mm, that's and that's the beauty of a Kev. Like you can go anywhere, and and if you have been involved in the club, if it's in a club or you have a love of GA, even if you don't play it, you know, a, administration role in a club or a connection or a group of fans or whatever else, and it's worldwide. And it's you walk into a pub and oh, Jesus, where are you from? All right, and what's what what club are you near there? And mm-hmm. it's like six degrees of separation. It's even less in the GA world because you'll always know someone, or you know. There'll always be a connection there. I think it's great. We had, we had a health and safety officer in the corridor at oh, just could be 20 years ago. It was a long time ago, Anya. And uh, he was. But the last person. Huh? 
Is that the last? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jay's a fierce character, and he said he played a joiner with us anyway. So we were in corner back, and then the joiner we were playing at the whole was no lockdown. I'll never forget it. He got the spot anyway, walked across the goal, drew a kick on it over his hands, and struck the crossbar, over crossbar. Right? <laughs> I know what you went. So, I know he went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. And uh, just one other point on that, I suppose, going on a slight tangent. Um, over in, I watched the John McDonough final in Salou, obviously, I was away for talk about bad time and booking trips. And I should I should look at a certain window to book it in, Joe. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway um, the first thing that happened, there was an awfully man behind me. And as soon as the full time whistle went, like, he jumped up and jumped up. I actually bought my points straight away because it was like, fuck it, like, it was great crack going throughout the game and there's more to life doing. And so then, lo and behold, before he was gone, there was a pint landed back, like, and got chatting to him. And he told me, I think he was a Rhinos man, actually. And um, what do you call it? I name dropped you now. Sorry to, to dash your ego a little bit, but you hadn't heard yet. But uh, I thought you might have. I thought you might have. Yeah, well, he's definitely a Rhinos man if he was drinking pints anyway, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. But yeah, look, that's the... That's the beauty of it. So let's delve into this club stuff, lads. I didn't get there again Friday. The alternator shit itself on the car. And the furthest, the other car was going, was down to Greg Cullen to watch Greg Cullen and Clashen. So that was my option Friday evening, which left you, Joe, in Netwatch Cullen Park uh, for Nave Owen and Monaster Rangers. Not forgetting Ballon Killen and St. Mullins last Wednesday, of course. Um, and Stevie, you were obviously out with, uh, with Nave Breed. And, and Ballon Killing. So that was our first round game. Now, I think the best place to start, in my opinion, would be with Nave One and Monster the Rangers. Because although Rangers won this game by two points, 15 to 110, um, it was looking likely at one stage um, that Michel might just do this. And they had a chance to win it at the end, Joe. Yeah, uh, cracking game. Cracking game, I suppose. Um, uh, right. The expected result, maybe. Right, Rangers. If you look at it in paper, right, Rangers have two points, fine. Um, but at one, one point in the first half, Kevin, it was uh, one seven to four points in favour of Nevo and Michel. Um, elements, like I said, if anyone read the report, will see that the elements were, I suppose, in play, uh, wind down the pitch. Uh, Michel got off to a good start, you know, hit the first three points. Uh, Rangers came back in, got a couple of points. Then a great goal by um, Gavin Rosicko, um, who started, got ended up getting one one. Uh, they tagged on another point or two, uh, looking good coming into half time, one seven to four points. Then Rangers, probably when we think back, and it probably hit for two really crucial scores just before half time to steady the ship, um, uh, to make it one seven to sorry, one seven to six going in at the break. And I suppose then, I suppose the second half scoring kind of tells its own picture. Might should hit for only for three frees in the second half. Whereas um, you know Rangers made the most of of, of the elements and pushed on. Um, the, the end was very exciting, Kev, as you as you know. Um, again, game into injury time, uh, two points in it. Uh, Colin Beck hits a a dipping shot from the half forward line in. Uh, I don't know whether it was the the crossbar or the hurl of Dean Grennan, but anyway, bats it. It breaks down very perilously close to the line. But in fairness, there was no shouts for being over the line. The ball, the ball scrambled clear, breaks over anyway, second or two later over onto the wing. Adam Kenny, I think it was, crossed it across to Rosicko, who was literally a yard outside the small square on Mark, um, just in line with the far post. In fairness to the chap, he had to really stretch to get the pass. His hand was like right, right, right back. And he got it turned and pivoted into one movement and just struck it wide. He probably even had a little bit more time than he even realised. 
and on the puck out then the whistle was blown. So an incredibly close match that Navon could have could have uh, possibly snuck in the end. Would it have been a fair result? Well, look, I suppose um, Rangers hit a huge amount of wides. Um, I, I couldn't get the exact tally, but it definitely was up well, well into double figures. Um, a lot of a lot of very poor shooting, but I suppose like Wayne, Wayne Gretzky always says, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So I suppose in one way it shows that they were, you know, that they, that they had chances in the game. Um, interesting to see, I suppose, from from, a, from the game point of view at the start. You know, you definitely two kind of change teams. Um, we mentioned there, I suppose, in our previews that we were doing about some of the names, maybe particularly for for Nave Owen, um, who we you know we might have thought featured this year, like Martin Dial, you know, Ross Smithers, Jack Kavanagh, lads like this, um, Michael Mullins, and so on, um, who weren't there, Declan O'Brien, so on and so on. So definitely a lot of new faces for Michael, which was which was good to see, you know, and um, they, they look like they have a good future there. Um, Rangers themselves were were missing a few uh, key men as well. Um, Evan Keeley was out. John Nolan was out. Fake Fitzpatrick was out. Michael Dyle was still away. I think he's available again this year. So they were missing a few as well. So it was, you know, kind of uh, probably a good opportunity for for Navon to um, to maybe sneak something out of the game. Um, well, like I suppose, look, Navon they're developing a new style of play or not a new style of play. They've been at it a while now, but it seems to be. Working for them, I think last year they were caught in between what to do, whether to go along. They were playing a third man out midfield. They kind of had, you know, mix and matches kind of. And I, I think last year as well, there was kind of a panic in their game from from game on game in terms of their team selection and, and maybe their style and how they played. And I, I thought what I saw the other night was they were very patient. They still made mistakes. Like when they look back at themselves, they'll they'll see that they left scores behind them when maybe they should have carried ball other times again when you know just taking the wrong option maybe not giving a pass etc um or, or carrying the ball a bit further um but it's de- definitely a sense of, of development for them and you know to me they be they have definitely i won't take up my estimation that's the wrong word my sure always high in my estimation but they're i suppose their their chances and uh what their impact will be on the championship this year? Definitely, anyone who was in at the match at the weekend uh, would see would see a different maybe Navon than we thought maybe we might see at the start of this year's championship. You know, that's great to see. We need Navon back, like, and I suppose whenever we do a preview on all known form, the all known form is I don't really take one to cut much into it. So it's nearly like you have to go on the most recent championship and just see what the additions are like. And on that basis, like I am quite happy to be wrong. It's happened. It happened one time before as well. I remember. <laughs> but like, it, I'm delighted to be wrong in this instance. Mm-hmm. And and hopefully, it's not just a flash in the pan. Like the big thing for yeah. them, I suppose, Joe, would be to build on it, wouldn't it? Like, and yeah, yeah I think so. Now, like this Thursday night, or maybe we'll just talk about it. Like, yeah, well, it's, it's, yeah, well, it is. Like that's that's it. Like I suppose we, we that that's exactly what it is. It's like a. Maybe a prelim, a prelim, prelim quarter final, like in one way, like in terms of probably look realistically, you might say that probably when we talk about it a little bit later, maybe that same ones of Bagnestown and maybe Rangers haven't got over that scare and maybe with a couple of lads come back, might be, you know, might be the, the, the three, three stronger contenders for a semi final place. And then maybe that there is maybe Ballon Killen and um, Navon and Nave Breed are 
are probably in the mix for the other one, given where we are with our personnel and with different things, you know, different different things at play for, for all three teams. So I suppose there is, it's a big fortnight or a big two to three weeks coming up because um, a couple of those games will be played off, you know what I mean, in terms of where teams maybe think that they can target a win against against other teams. Um, I suppose, look, just, um, I suppose on that, like um, the game the other night, like, um, I mean, look, from a Rangers point of view, um, they'll be like, they'll be a little disappointed how they, I, I just thought they lacked a little bit of, that little bit of, um, I suppose, not energy, that's the wrong word maybe, but that that, that, that little bit of sharpness, like, you know, a lot of their, some of their wides were from poor positions, which they normally wouldn't take on. Some rush, very rush shooting as well, you know, uncharacteristic shooting from them. Um, like defensively, they were, they were well set up. And I suppose, I, I still think that, um, you know, I, I talked, just thinking back on the game as well, like that, you know, Rangers needed big players to step up, and I think one of them that it wouldn't be unfair to mention, uh, particularly uh, on the night, was Kevin McDonald. He was simply outstanding. Um, I think you know, I, I, you know, people were talking there after last week's game, intercounty level, about Cahill Mannion and his influence on the game for Galway in terms of how he, when he's loose, the impact he could have, and how Tipperary didn't pick him up, and and the amount of ball possessions he had, and Kevin McDonald was, was that player. For, for Rangers last uh, or the week or the, the match there, um, you know, if, if wing back, I suppose he was defensive, had to be played defensively, and I suppose in the first half more so with the breeze. Towards the end of the first half and and in the second half, he was simply outstanding. Every ball, and I mean every ball he got on, something came from it. Um, he scored three points from deep. Um, set up a lot of play, covered a lot of ground. And probably looking back on it, maybe Navon, when his influence was growing, maybe should have made sure that he was, you know, picked up in terms of that ne- nearly to man mark him from that deep position because he was a- he was able to hurt them so much from there, like three points in play from from five and you know from that middle third, um, was a was a big thing in a, in a game like that, you know, um, but look, it, it was a good, it was a decent game, um, you know, uh, uh, I suppose I said one thing I was thinking about, like, is that. Um, you know, with Michael or Navon, that they they seem to have a little bit of beef, you know, and they maybe need more beef. It was an interesting point I, again from another podcast that I think it was due at Waterford and Galway, and one of the Galway players when they were going to play Waterford a couple of years ago says like we've no beef with these lads, you know, how are we going to get an edge? Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I think um, you know, Michael to push on again, they need to. To have that edge, or they need that something to drive, to keep driving them as well, and they had that. I think at the uh, you know apart from the hurling, they had that little bit about them um, at the weekend, and they maybe need to develop that. You know what I mean? To kind of to maybe build on that that kind of mentality that you know that I won't say that we're written off or that you know people you know people don't think we are what we are, and to use that uh, internally to to push them forward as well as what obviously they're doing as well. Um, but yeah, certainly a good game, Kevin, and. Uh, it was a lot closer, maybe than you know, than we were envisaging before the, the start of the championship. Mm-hmm. Yep. So don't be vegans, Michael. Go for the beef. Um, yeah, Stevie. I'll chat to you just uh, in relation to Friday's game, obviously with Nairbreed and uh, and Bynestone Gales. I didn't know how vested of an interest you had in this at the time or whatever. But how did it go? I mean, like it's a high scoring affair, but it's also a heavy defeat for for Nairbreed. Talk us through it. Yeah, I suppose last year um, the town, I'm guessing, had about 12 of the county final team 
starting. Uh, Beanie is retired, I think. Not playing. Andrew Casey, uh, JP Tracy, they weren't playing. So we had Shane Kerwin and Tiger O'Neill coming up on minors. So they started. Um, first 10 minutes was buying us on slightly on top, if you wide. So it was um, freeze. Like Craig Dyle got, still got, I think, six freeze already over. Um, missed maybe one early on. Probably got the rest of them after that. The, there was very little in the first 10 minutes, but Bankston definitely looked, looked a lot more threatening. Jack McCullough was picking up a lot of ball in the middle of the field, not scoring, but were pretty good balls into the forwards. Paddy Mack was out front, and like he was, he was, you know, he scored one four. Like we, we got, we got a, I wouldn't say a lucky break before there's about 20 minutes gone. It was, I think it was six points to three, and um. Like this, this, this next one, or this is like it's just a bugbearer. Don't give a shit if you get back to 50 points, but there's no lanes, non lanesmen on either side. And um, it's not fair on anyone, whether it's Bagnestone, Ned Braid, Patrick Murphy, his job, and all that. But uh, the ball was just, it's got no hard lane, but it's a four, five, six inch hard lane. And um, it's going to be Ned Braid ball, it's going to be hand. It, it was, three, it was three foot the other night. <laughs> it was a lick of paint anyway. It was definitely out. There was no, there was no doubt about being out. And um, it's uh, in fairness to Patrick, surely he didn't, he no lanes, man. He was not going to go by the ball, went up the lane anyway. I think John Murphy could have brought back in. And um, ball up in Aaron Ammon's hand. He was fouled about 25, 20 metres out. So I the advantage of ball looking back at net. And like it could have been another night that could have been a crucial score, middle level that night. But the from then Bangasun was the kick in the arse Bangasun probably wanted. They got one eight, I think, in the next it's the next ten or twelve minutes. We got one point, John Murphy got one, but um Patrick McDonald got a goal just before half time it's to make it could be about twelve or thirteen points at that stage and up one fourteen to one four. Um, they were playing with a good breeze, but the breeze was kind of diagonal, it was definitely favouring them. And start second half, like we, we didn't even get a chance to get any bearing in the game. Uh, first ball went in, landed it, broke down to Jack McDonald, Jack, um, Jack Dyle, and buried it. And that was 214 to 1 4. And then Mikey, look at Mikey and Aaron coming back from fake from playing with the county, we had him on the one game. The whole year that was last week along Wexford, and um, they're hoping these guys are going to Henley and didn't if they did in fairness. No, Aaron, Aaron got two, two, I think, got two, three in the night. Uh, Mikey got a great goal, you know, he got the ball about 40 meters out and took on a couple and buried in the top car. That brought back, I think, I think they were the first two scores, second half, possibly, and maybe Bangs got three or two in between, but um. Yeah, two more walls broke in, Jack Dyle. At this stage, Mark McDonald had come back into the half-back lane. I think I'd say Bouncer just said there's going to be more ball going to be landing down a bit more direct. So uh, I'm not sure who he was actually marking John Murphy, but he was definitely uh, in that area anyway. So there's a bit more room for half-back lanes. Two balls ended over our half-back lane and full-back lane broke down. There ended up in two balls from Jack Dyle. So he got three, he got three, three or three, four. Um, once Bangsman kicked on, Danny Lee, the first half, once they got the, the after our goal, like, they just they hit everything there. They wouldn't sit here wide for the rest of the half, and you know, they've been pushing on like, during the county final last year. Um, 
Tiger O'Neill was lucky at a chance of a goal. It's uh, something before half, possibly before their first goal. Um, he ended up in, in several 25 metres out and just didn't get the control. If he had, it would have been interesting to see. He wouldn't really have him pulled down for a penalty, possibly, but you know, making his debut done well. Shane done okay, and I've got a second yellow okay, and I, I couldn't actually remember the first one when he got it, but he definitely did get it, so he, he got sent off about quarter an hour to go. And got a couple of injuries then as well, but um, but Bangs will look very decent. I thought now, and um, got a good spread of scores. They're probably seven or eight. Robbie Kane come on actually, and I haven't seen much of Robbie Kane hurling now, but he had two cracking points. Um, so uh, he'll be looking to be in the mix the next day. So, yeah, like you know, we're saying about the Bulger Cup, well, you could go out opposite what you're saying, take no heed to the Bulger Cup. Like, they Bangs will play well in the Bulger Cup came Bider's back there. Jess Small back as well. So there's a lot of options. Jess Small didn't play last year, I don't think, or played very little. Didn't play at the end of it, I don't think. So to have to have options there, uh, Paddy McDonald's probably the difference for when the game was in the in the melting pot. He, I think he had one four there. He all that scored again half time. So uh said so Jack McCullough mopped up a good bit of ball the first half, you know, and, and you know delivered it fairly well. So look there they'll be happy. Two points on the board, you know. We'll we have to we've some ones on next week. And Bagnestown have one of the Rams, I think. Yeah, we're open Fenna again now, sat on Friday night, uh, against some ones. So that's going to be Don Prospect after what Joe said. I know he hasn't said it in the podcast here yet, but from the other night, so we're going to know all those what you're going into there. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about the the linesman next, or do we talk about the game from Wednesday first? Maybe we'll just wrap up on on Wednesday's game, John, and then we'll talk about maybe this this linesman issue with uh, a caveat of a funny story to come at the end of it. But um, yeah, like Saint Mullins did what they maybe don't do every year, and that's hit the ground running with the similar vein of form that they showed maybe in last year's county final, which was quite impressive, Joe. Oh yeah, very much so, Kevin. Um, very much so. Um, they opened the championship with a bang, certainly. Um, and probably kind of put down a, a good marker. Um, I think it was very evident in there. Um, just the tempo of their game. Um, from from minute one, even in their warm up. Um, not not saying that there was anything uh, different with Ballinkillens or anything, but just uh, happened to see Sam Mullins warming up on the pitch uh, beforehand. Ballinkillen there's did most there's out on the on the outside pitch, so I didn't get to see it, but. Just the tempo and the talking and the intensity, you know, you knew that they were absolutely bang on focus for this one. And uh, I suppose they opened up like that. And especially in the, the first half of the game, um, there was only there was really only one team in it. Um, they were exceptional. Um, I think a couple of big things for them, um, you know, and I won't go on about who was or wasn't there from from I suppose from a Ballinkillen point of view, because look, that's you have what you have, and and look, we talked about it before the game that we were probably going to be shorn a few, and it, look, it does make a difference. But from Saint Mullins' point of view, you can only you can only do keep your own house in order, and um, they certainly kept their own house in order. Um, there were I suppose you know a game ebbed and flowed a little bit in the first few minutes. Um, you know, um, they got out a couple of frees. Grand looked like you know. Both teams were kind of easing their way in, into the game, but um, I think it was from you know from really about the seventh or eighth minute on they really put the hammer down, and you know they, they scored one eight and one burst. Um, and from a Ballon Kiln point of view, 
probably lucky that there wasn't at least three, if not four more goals gone in in, in that particular time. Um, you know, their forwards were motoring. Um, I mean, look, you have any forward line there where you have James Dyle, you know, Mouse, you have Paddy Boland, you have three inter-county forwards at the top of their game in top form, you know, coming off, I suppose, a high. It's very, it's just so hard to manage them. Um, I think uh, Mouse ended with with eight points. I think he only got one from play. He was quite by his standards, had a few misses as well that he mightn't be happy. But I suppose, look, everyone is human. Um, James Dyle won four, Paddy Boland two one. You know, it's it, very hard to stop. Um, why I was very impressed about them was their direct running. Um, I mean, they created their goal chances, not even though they had players, you know, the top forwards in, in both lines. They're created their goal chances from coming from deep, you know, and a first round match, you know, 50 yards out, you say, maybe, look, sure, I'll drill this one over the bar. You had Jason O'Neill, you had, uh, you had um, uh, Philip Connors, you had, you know, uh, John Dial. Every time they broke that line, the first thing was in their head was goal. Um, looking only for a couple of incredible saves by uh, Tomas Dowling. Um, he produced two in two minutes in the 10th and 12th minutes, really brave goalkeeping when there was one-on-ones inside. And I suppose, uh, you know, Van Killen gave away a couple of kind of, I won't say you had to take him freeze in order to prevent other goal chances. But other than that, it was going to be a, a complete, you know, a washout before half time. Um, so, yeah, just the, the, when, you know, that was that ruthlessness that I suppose we would have seen maybe later in the championship from him, especially, I suppose, the way they finished out the championship last year. Um, you know, in the final against Bagnestown, and they carried that through to game one there this year. Um, so they're absolutely ruthless, but I suppose they'll be looking at it from the point of view of right. We were, I think it was two eleven to four points up at half time. Uh, you know, at the goals from James Dyle and uh Paddy Boland got one. And they were probably saying, Look, we, we you know, we need to finish this out, drive on further. But I think it was from about the twenty-eighth or twenty-ninth minute on, we kind of we matched them scores. I think it was one-seven apiece. We ended up scoring from from that period on. So that'll probably be something that, from a Saint Mullins point, they'll, they'll they'll focus on to try maybe you know see where the where why they slackened off. Um, look, what can Ballon Killen take over? Well, look, I, I think like I said, um, maybe you know they, you can look at it like the, the prevention of other scores. You know, when I suppose when they did get a chance to regroup, especially at halftime when they come out, they hit one three without reply. You know, Jack Tracy, who was excellent, really excellent, and took the fight to um to St. Mullins all game. Um, when he started to run at the um St. Mullins offense, um, he created you know, won't say havoc, but he created certainly huge difficulties for him. He chipped in with two points himself and he created a goal, um, which I suppose you know came from a 60 yard run, you know, which. Again, from a St. Mullins point of view, you're saying, Jesus, you know, no man should run this length. But from a Ballon Killen point of view and from a Carol Horn point of view, it was an excellent run um, by, you know, by Jack to create it. Um, so, you know, like Ballon Killen can take from that going into the second or going into the next round. Um, I think we probably, you know, that middle, that set middle eight for for St. Mullins probably, like I said, we're, we're a set middle eight, you know, um, used to hurling there. Um, you know, a lot of game time, a lot of experience there. Our middle eight was a little bit changed, you know, again, from a personnel point of view. Um, you know, I suppose I, I was trying to rack my brain. So many of them actually hurled in that middle eight in the last year was probably very few. 
So it wasn't just that we were, it wasn't that there was any fault there, but it's just that St. Mullins were, were cuter to move the ball around in that particular area. Um, interesting to see, um, you know, we talked about moves and how Jack Cavanaugh was back at wing back, made, made a huge difference again, you know, just so settled. I'd say he didn't move hardly 30 yards, you know, in a circle all night, but just on a lot of ball, handled a lot of ball, you know, just that calm and influence back there. Uh, it was interesting to see that Paddy um was out at centre-back. Um, we saw him last year there doing a job in at cornerback, and cornerback was occupied uh, by one of the county under-20s, um, Eamon O'Shea, there the other night, and uh, Paddy was out at six, got a cracking point. Um, you know, we've we seen him doing so much hurling there for St Mullins and, and that over the years, and... Um, you know when he's when he's when he's on farm there he's on farm and he makes the orchestra tick so he, he you know that was an interesting one there as well Seamus Murphy again you know we talk about options and and you know options off a bench and how to finish strong um Sam Mullins brought in Seamus Murphy after about 55 or sorry 45 minutes and you know he looked sharp looking for the ball in the half forward line so they looked like despite being down Connor Kehoe Cody wasn't able to start they looked um they looked quite sharp um Look, if I'm a, you know, I am a Ballon Killing person, but I'm saying it as a, as a, as I say, as an observer here. But look, um, going into the game, look, I, I think Ballon, from Ballon Killing point of view, they were looking more for a performance, a reaction, um, to see how some debutants would react, maybe, you know, to the heat of championship hurling. And I think, look, like I said, maybe that first 20, 25 minutes was kind of a baptism of fire for, for the whole team, you know, because, mistake you know what we call key players were making mistakes like we coughed up the first goal was a you know was it was a cough up um in the middle you know a, a loose hand pass and stuff but i think um and i know that the lads i think this year will have a longer picture you know a longer haul in their heads um you know because you know we we beaten st mullins last year in a group stage but ultimately in the heel of the real st mullins are the lads going home with the o'connor cup and I think while Ballon, like they'll be disappointed with with how they reacted in that twenty minutes or twenty five minutes, but I think they'll take heart then from the remainder of the game. Um, and I think the little tweaks that maybe they made uh, during the game as well, um, in terms of their play and even their personnel, will have an influence on how they set up against um, Navon uh, next Thursday night. So, you know, there was there was different things to be gained. I think for for both teams, but. Um, I was just so impressed with uh, with the with the St Mullins men and how they moved the ball and uh, with like I said I think that one word that sticks in my head is ruthlessness you know going for goal going for going to kill the game every time like you know every single time you know there was no let up uh, on that and um, I think if to keep that form going through it, it is going to take a good team to to, to annex that county title off them. Very good, pretty comprehensive, and thanks, gents, for. The um, report as well, which are a super edition. If anyone hasn't checked out uh, leftwingback.com, please do, because uh, we've we've had reports on a few games there. We've we've been busy. Uh, one or two other contributors there as well, um, making they know who they are. I'll put it to you that way. Um, in terms of fixtures this week, then lads, uh, I know we've talked about the, the other grades as well, but just to, to confirm those senior fixtures, we have a Thursday night game with Ballinkillen and Navy One Seven Thirty Network Golden Park, and a Friday night. Two games again. Not quite sure. Just very quickly. Can you know why they're both right now? Is there weddings again? 
No, no answer, right? Okay, yeah. So half seven that was Cullen Park Friday by the Sound Gales and one of the Rangers and they breed and same ones at the same time out in Fenne. So that's the crack with them. Um Nave Breed are fairly well not really because I'm not gonna ask you to comment on Ballon Killing and everyone. And Aye. I'm not going to ask Stevie to. <laughs> you're not going to fucking tell me the truth. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you my honest opinion. I, I went. To, look, I went against. I went against my own last week from a realism point of view. Um, I know it's hard. It's hard for Stevie as well. He's obviously even more involved. Um, I think. I think. I think we'll have. Um, I think we'll have. Um, just. I. I. I comment on on our one. I think anyway. Um, I think with a, with a few personnel changes, maybe a few people coming back into our panel. Um, I think it, like Sean Murphy's suspension is, is is over, and hopefully a couple of injuries might tidy themselves up. Uh, I think Sean will be a massive addition, um, just with that power and pace that he'll bring bring into that into the team. Um, look, that uh, I think he'll he'll be meeting a, a, a definitely um, you know, if he if he is in that half forward line, he, you know, there's a next and half back line there of, of Michael Farmer with Diego Dunge or Kavanagh and Dwayne Kavanagh. Um, you know, he'll have his work cut out, but I think he'll be a great file for for the rest of the forwards, especially Jack Tracy there to you know to carry ball and lay it off and go again. Um, it'll be a very very tight game. You know, I think both you know both clubs. Let's be honest, will are targeting are will be targeting a win here. I know that sounds really really stupid, but no, it doesn't. They absolutely you know, are, and it's not stupid. It's the sad reality know, of the structure. Well, it's, it's it's maybe the reality of where they are at the minute. You know, it's like yeah. last year. Yeah. Last year we played each other in the first in the first round game, and and we were, you know, we were very tight ter- in terms of personnel, and and it was probably a game that we shouldn't have won and did, and it kickstarted something for us. So, but I think Michael Stander will be up after after the game um, last week. You know, I do think, and I, and I, I wrote it in the article that. Uh, you know, I think that they need if I'm if I'm in if I'm in the Michael camp this week. They need to forget about the end of the match against Rangers. They cannot look be looking back thinking, "Oh Jesus, that was two points lost." Oh Jesus, that was two points lost. You know, because wherever you pick up your points is the key thing. It doesn't make a difference against who. And and you know, if your mindset is is fucked up because you're thinking about last week's game, you're not thinking about this week's. And you know, so you, they need to kind of they need to kind of park what happened last week, take the good points from it, and and, and move on. I think it'll be a cracking game. I, I think we might just edge it, um, but I think it'll be a, a cracking game. I don't think I don't I don't think it's going to be a hugely high scoring game, and I think it'll be very tight. And I, I think we might just shade it, but I think it'll be it'll be very tight. It'll be a, a couple of points, maybe two or three points in it to ourselves. I'm giving no predictions. I saw nothing last week, so <laughs> bottle it. I got a bottle it here. Um, can I just get in a word on the other two games, Joe? Just unconscious of the, the timers, yeah. I want to keep it to 50 minutes. So, I go, yeah, yeah. I, I from I, I didn't see Bangston Gales, obviously, I was in at the Rangers and uh, and they've and they've won game. Um, I, I, I'm going to put a caveat here, I, I think Bangstown will, will win because I think if the injuries and and the different things haven't cleared up for for um MLR. Um, I don't know whether they're going to have the depth to take on that Bagnestown panel and maybe with the scoring power that they have. Um, not saying, look, um, MLR plenty of scoring power and missed a lot of chances as well. They'll, they'll look to sharpen up there. I, I just think this might be one that uh, Bagnestown have the edge on on them again. Um, but again, it'll be, I, I'll go with Bagnestown here by, again, two or three points. Mm, I'm probably saying one, I'm guessing. 
and say, not, not, not to be disrespectful, but you, you'd be thinking, Steve. In a word, the your well, I won't say your three winners. I'm not going to get you to talk about St. Ones and and every, but um, the other two games, your two winners. Yeah, Bankstone when Mr. Andrews got obviously seen Bankstone up close and personal. Um, be interesting to see how they do go on in a you know a tighter game. The game was ten points in our game. I went from I said in that ten minutes the game was gone nearly before half time. Um, before the Bankstone probably hit a few wides and under pressure and that they started scoring when they were on top and. They need to stay on that against Ronis Rangers and you know the, uh, as Joseph Air, Kevin Mack has to be kind of kept to his defensive duties rather than being a, a creator. But I'd be interested to see how the, the mix of the likes of Paddy McDonald, Jack Dyle, Danny Dyle, all these lads of pace get on, will they be bottled up enough? Uh calling it. Uh just as a 50-50 either. Um I haven't had a draw in Carlo in two of my, I might have had draws in Rangers and Sam Hunts, but I'm going to go for a draw just for it to be sitting on the total defence. Now, that's the, honestly, Bankison or Bankin and Michel, definitely true, true, will be a help anyway coming back. Uh, I give Bankin a nod slightly, but, uh, you know, Michel need to back up the game the other night, and as Joe said, Forget about the you know the the, the loss itself. This this is basically it's a if well, we get two points to this is that one foot in the semi final you know so um I think we're much have, have so many players that are at the one you know you could you know you, you could mark this lad and that lad and another lad will pop up you know, they make me household names at least John Michael Nolan you know need to be getting more you know I think again he needs to be. Dragging them over the lane against Ballantyne if at all possible, you know, as it's a you're probably county players bringing their form back in. And that that yeah, good on it's good to see him back in the half back in the fringe of the county panel there as well. So um yeah, I I give Ballantyne a slight nod, but won't be won't be a whole lot in that. I'm just gonna grab the uh, results from the weekend, lads. We've given the the senior ones, obviously, but uh, in the junior there this evening, one of the surrenders, one nineteen, they uh, breed three points. Steve, you said you were down at it for a while and had to come away. Um, Carl Town, 217, two eleven. That's a great win for them, in fairness. And yesterday, Intermediate Hurling Championship action, Bynes on Gales, 115, they 16 points. And one of the surrenders, 314, St. two twenty two. I believe Oshin Ryan scored something like 212 or something. I seen the national set up. And then yeah, Alan Wayne got one twelve for Bagnestone against what that name? My, the Yeah. Born Ranger score three thirty two tonight in the junior against Ballon Killen. Yeah, Th- thanks for bringing that up, Stevie. Yeah, well, I, I know well, we can see the one nineteen, so I, I, uh, I, I can feel the pain. Uh, that's, that's, that's very good. Yeah. Shooting, lads, regardless, three thirty two mm. is fair shooting. Sorry, no, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not rubbing it in, but it is. Fair. I know, I know he's there. Yeah, that's fair it. Talking. I know. But, you may um, go back, lad. You may go back. No, but I think, um, I think in fairness, uh, they've had they're after backing it up now a bit. You know, Burn Rangers, they've backed, they've um, you know, they had a good win, a big score and high scoring win against uh, St. Mullins the other week as well. Um, probably going on farm at the minute. I know it's very hard to pick a farm at the minute, but 
your you know Mount Leinster Rangers and themselves will be it'll be a nice little affair in terms of seeing they're probably looking at like at the two strongest teams probably at the minute uh, from going on results like so it'll be interesting to see when they meet because um, so far Burn Rangers have just been putting up putting up very impressive scores so mm-hmm. that'll be an interesting right. fixture. The other game, Calam Tony Gauls again didn't go ahead. Uh, we pass on our condolences to the three fixture tomorrow night. It's tomorrow night, is it? Okay. Yeah, it's on eight o'clock tomorrow night. Uh, the other thing I want to mention, lads, is Binus Downs Fela Heroics. They did got to the semi final of the football, I think, yesterday and lost out then, but they won the hurling there last week. And that was serious going. We had the episode recorded beforehand, so we'll give them a a big show. That's remarkable stuff. Mick Lillis's lad is some lump of a fella for his age, boys. And it looks like a good lad with a good paw as well. I haven't seen him play now, but Mick had a few photos up there of him catching ball out of the sky. And uh, just as gas, actually, I remember having this conversation recently. You mentioned uh, Barnes, and we give them a show as well because times haven't been as uh, pleasant for them in, in, in recent times. But I know there was a four years ago going around when I don't know, did they get to. Was it a county final four or was it from a failure? But you want to see the size of Peter Barron in it, lads. He was under 14 at the time, obviously, being a failure. A full grown man of 14. And I was thinking back to the following year he played in Crow Park for the for Aaron Zone. It was it's mad. Like some of these lads are just giants at, at that age. Like Sean Whelan was another one, Stevie, with us, like just fully grown man at like 13 or 14, you know. And uh, oh, even yeah, 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 yeah. Really? Yeah, and even if you look at if you look at uh, some of them minor photos from years ago, they look like Cheers, lad. They could pass for 30 or 40. Maybe some of them were. <laughs> yeah, well, I tell you, get, get Pod Ryan on and, and ask that question about 30 or 40. And, and, uh, just... Hey, hey, hey Stevie, they might even pass for an early over 35 player. <laughs> oh, <stop. laughs> an over 35 is where you don't have to be over 35 or even 25. Ah, well, I know, lad. All I know. That's it. Hey, this has been recorded here. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. For trend and verification purposes. Uh, just saying, like... We got... Um, Someone, someone was in touch with me and said something about the what do you call it Rangers and Meister game the other night that was a debated score. Obviously you were there, Joe. You don't know if it went over or not. I was think it was Kieran Cabinet's effort. It was dubious enough, but uh, lines went into the referee. I think trying to say maybe it was a point. Referee wasn't having any of it. Next thing there was no linesman for a period of the second half, and then the linesman reappeared. <laughs> someone, someone was in touch. So um, yeah, Jenny Mac. That's one of the, the best stories I think I heard for. Uh, for a long time, but um, what is a little bit of an issue on a, on a serious note? We said we come back to it. Is I suppose the lack of linesmen in general. Like you know, you mentioned that game that nice, Steve. Well, your chairman Joe was linesman in one of the games last year. Steve, you probably done the line say for for one or two games, and I know I'm kind of half sniggering at it, but sure, it's not it's not funny really. Like you know, well, I the last two years ago we were in under twenty B final and in Doctor Cullen and I done the line. We need a one from each club. I don't know if I'm in the semi final two years ago against Mount Rangers. I was on one side, and remember, um, David Green's mother shouting down something about uh, a line ball or whatever. Uh, why was the Nav Reid lad doing the line? And I said, Look over the far side because Pahicky was doing it at the far side. And we were asked before the game one of each club to do it, and we done it. And that was, you know, so it was like the other night. Um, like the goal we got, right, it should be an overlying ball, but if that game had to be in a one, two, three point game, the difference between someone going into a semi final and not, like, I, I didn't know, like, uh, murders. Yeah, 5,000 with Dr. Cullen two weeks ago, Placid Rock, and everyone is 
talking, everything is, you know, uh, we're all in a happy, positive, yeah, that's the word, sorry, and uh, then for that like, to happen, I, I, you know, it's happening too, this is, this is going on, on and off, right, I know you go down to the joiner tonight, you know, Shane Foley's there, and he wanted one players, lots of feeder in goal, there was one, I think there was one each end that was grand, you know, uh, the lane, we're all the one lane, like, okay, he was calling, it was not coming much of an issue in a joiner match, but, uh, that's mm. why it's, 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 it's a thing that can be prevented because it's got, it could create a problem. Like, suppose that happened Thursday night with Valentin and Michael coming up. Mm. You know, where I said the winner that's going to be one foot in the semi final, but they're going to have two feet however. Like, you know, that's the thing. It's, it's, um, it's apart from even the score, Stevie. It's like you know yourself, a lad, get a belt or something. You know, insurance, or you know, it, there's so many, there's other repercussions. Like, you know, I'm not saying look that that happens regularly, but it's just, it's something. It's I won't say an accident waiting to happen, but it's just probably like, do we go with the idea then? Like, we've three standalone fixtures again now. Um, now I know there might be mitigating circumstances, there might be weddings and so on that can happen on any given. Yeah, year. last week now the games were changed, you know, for different reasons. This week I yeah. don't know. I actually yeah. don't know. I, I... I mean, a double header. You get a double header. Or whatever, uh, and you have a team then in there, and right, some you have a team of three, you have, you have three refs, you have two, you know, the one will do the line for the other, another ref, if you yeah. Can and you, you have it in Dr. Cullen, it's a good setup, you have your officials, there's no disputing, you know, there's no, there's eyes on everything. Um, yeah, whereas in Fenna, everyone's on the line, like there's no, yeah, there's definitely more on the line in Fenna than there is in Dr. Cullen, that's. Stay in fact that that's so there could be a bit more heat on the line then as well. Um, in Fenna, and then trying if there's no one doing the line. No, yeah. in fairness, the other night there wasn't a board off either lane or the or the crow behind only the ball was definitely out. And the past four, if you can't call it from 50 yards away, and and he's and again, by the way, we're not none of us here are we're not we're not actually criticizing. Officials or lads who do it or anything like that, we're actually saying, could we get more? Do you know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. a criticism of anyone doing, doing, doing it. It's actually and and the lads who, by the way, the lads who do, you know, like we said, you mentioned Billy Fanning was uh, on the line uh, with Johnny Murphy the other night. You know, Shamey Dial. Um, just trying to think of like, look, you'd be here all night with them referees, but all them lads, they're out probably not every night of the week refereeing as yeah, well. And, you know, they can't be everywhere as well, but I think for your premier competition. You know your senior hurling, your your senior football championship. I think you try to prioritize that if you can possibly that there's there has to be officials at them. It's like you go to a division or it used to be anyway this way. It's a long time I was at anyway. You know the Premier League soccer, the Premier sorry, the Premier Division soccer in Carlo. Like when refs were plentiful and that, like they had linesmen. You know what I mean? Officiating at them, they were kind of a years ago. They used to be a step above. It's not right, Steve. They used to have you know or for or for big games. Um, now for knockout for semi-finals or finals in yeah, Cook, yeah. I mean for over 35s like we were playing up that time in Vale you know what I mean he carry, carry knock carry knocky to the game then he'd owe you in the game yeah but you know what I mean it's in <laughs> but the same do you know what I'm saying in terms of even you know, in other sports that's a fact but in other sports like you know your your, your premier your, if it's your premier competition they have the they do have the officials and I know like I said it's not a criticism 
It's not criticism of Carlo Gia. It's not criticism of anyone involved. It's just if it could be. I think to be fair to the players and the clubs and to take the heat off of, you mentioned, say, Stevie there, or I remember like Brendan Lean did it and people shouting in and Brendan's only, like Brendan's calling it fair. Like I, I, I even at a minor game, I was down, I won't mention the club uh, um, last year and calling balls and getting abuse and you were calling them honestly. I turned around to one, I think it was a parent and said, look, I'm not going to cheat any 16-year-old chap out of a ball that's over the lane right or wrong I said I'm not that type of a person and any of the people who are doing these lanes are doing them honestly but you're leaving yourself open when you have a connection to a club you're leaving yourself open uh, for it to become a flare point or an incident or whatever else and and I think that's as much as anything as well especially if the person like if it's Stevie or if it's someone who's connected in the club or Brendan or whoever it is you're leaving yourself even more so because you're seen as being you know, so connected and so involved in that club as well. So, look, maybe for, like I said, we, we did have, by the way, we did have linesmen in and Dr. Cullen um, uh, for for the match in the, the matches that I was um, in at there last week. There, there was, in fairness, linesmen at both of them. So maybe for next week, it might be something that might be that might be rectified, you know. Mm-hmm. We'll see the match above in Reach from Jordan today. The, the, the referee from the ball start second half. And, uh, and like, uh, <laughs> Pair of jeans or a slacks, trying to stop, stop to go hold. Uh, blanket defense, uh, a cousin of me, a cousin of defense, Carter yeah. defense. Yeah, didn't they? I remember, James, lads. I remember years ago playing a junior game against Kilbride. I was only a chap at the time. Boy, Jesus, lad, it was a baptism of fire. But there was a, a bit of a scuffle started anyway near the sideline. The rooster was actually doing line, and they had the flag in the hole off. The flag hit the ground, and rooster. <laughs> Was trying to defend himself, and I think he hit the ground shortly after it. Actually, <laughs> but um, yeah, talk about like that stuff. I mean, yeah. Oh, Jesus, it's not. It is an issue, but hopefully it does. Ah, um, uh, will. I think it will. Look, I think it will. Yeah, I think it. Um, will. lads, any other business there? Have I forgotten anything? Um, I think we've given fixtures never. Carrotown Intermediates play at Rangers next. Uh, what's that? Six days time next Saturday. Six o'clock in Carlettown. And I'm just trying to see there's more junior next Sunday as well. Six o'clock uh, in Kilbrideburn Rangers and they've won. You've home advantage Joe against Carlettown and Stevie, you're at home to St. Wollens. I think that's near enough it. So we'll wrap it up with that, lads. Thanks a million. And we'll chat again soon. Take it yeah, easy. Just tonight there on the, on the junior belong in the softball, Eddie Cordy was playing, John Cordy and Alan Brennan were playing, and Darren Cabinet were as good as any of the four. They, they were probably for the standout stars tonight. In the in that match, and there's a fair lot of hurling miles in the clocks there. Mm. Great, great, isn't it great to see it? Isn't like, isn't that what sport is all about, lads? Like, I know what age Eddie is. Eddie 40, 40, would he be 41? I know, but like, great, we're all nearly, we're all nearly 40 this time. I'm, I'm getting near 50, man. So, but uh, like, it's it's isn't it great to see the junior or whatever grade that? And I actually think, would you believe it? I think COVID in some ways gave us a little maybe new perspective on stuff you got lads back in involved maybe not Eddie now but other lads I was talking with John Cody actually at the, the car roughly game I mean Carlo he, he said he was moving back home he's built down there so he said he was going back down a bit and Alan Brennan came along and we were talking around which is there was a ball drop in the second half there from the Allens in the goal the first half and hold the second half and the two were all over so yeah it's great look what keeps it going the junior I have uh, it's been um Verified there is a shield in it. Great. Now, oh, brilliant. Yeah. Now, uh, 
So you can't, there's no escaping it, no. There's no end to it. What did they say? It's harder to get over than get into it. Sopranos, I thought I was hoping to pull me back in. Yeah, yeah, Jesus Christ. Hopefully, hopefully nobody's carried off on it. Anyway, lads, we'll leave it at that. Okay. Thanks a million. Yeah. The left wing backs okay. coverage of the Carlo Hurling Championships for 2023 is brought to you in association with Talbot Fitness, Brendan Cabinet Furniture, Corcoran Precast Tanks, Milano's Takeaway Bagnestown, Connolly's Topline Hardware, PFT Travel, Ray Whelan Limited, Earth Spas, and the Arboretum Lachlan Bridge.